Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And this is our 71st official episode. Game 6 of the NBA Finals just happened last night between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers, and it was insane. It was Game 5, but yes, I agree. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, my mind's on Game 6. because I, I mean, Understandable. I think the Lakers are going to close down Game 6, but we'll talk to that. I agree. Yeah. For context, we planned on recording today no matter what. Because both of us thought we were going to be here saying, wow, the Lakers won the championship. Yeah. I, I mean, to further that point, there was, a, there, was an art, there was an issue that came out yesterday on Friday um, for, our, for our school sports newspaper, of which Connor is an editor. And so I sent him this article. I'm like, okay, assuming the Lakers win tomorrow morning, will you post this for me? And it's basically saying, like, does this championship count? And my answer, of course, is yes. Of course it counts. For um, the Lakers. Yeah, for the Lakers. Like, like, there's no reason this should be an asterisk championship. And I could get more into that if you think that would be useful. But essentially, I make the argument in the article. And so both into the recording today and this article I wrote last night, we just assumed that it was going to be over. And I'm not even sure why. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I would I would have bet money, honestly, though. Cause I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't know. I, agree. I I just felt like LeBron – I mean, I, like we weren't wrong. Like We were going to be like, LeBron's yeah. going to come out yeah. and kill it. AD's going to have a good game. And like one of KCP or Kuzma or Danny Green uh, <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to have a good game, and then that's it's just going to be clip. Yeah. And then we, like, we were right, but we were also – we forgot that like Jimmy Butler exists and is also like the greatest basketball player of all time. Shout out to our friend Ed, who is like, watch it. He said, we were talking in, we have like virtual Zoom school right now, and we were talking in PE, because basically P, all PE is, is like they check attendance for five minutes. So it's like half our grade is in one Zoom room for PE. Like and 70 kids or something. And we're just like talking to the two PE coaches about like, who's going to win tonight? And everybody's like, oh, Lakers, 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 Lakers. And then our friend Ed is like, watch, the Heat are going to win. Jimmy Butler's gonna have another forty-point triple-double. You're just forgetting he exists. And I think he said that half sarcastically, but it was true. And then man fell asleep at nine o'clock and just did not even watch the game. He's, he's also a, also accurate. He's he's seventeen, but he's basically he's or he, he, no he's eighteen, <laughs> but he, he's basically like basically he's basically like fifty. Um, so let's talk let's talk about this game. Yeah, yeah. So of course. so game five, we both thought the Lakers were going to put it away. And it was back and forth. I actually only turned it on at the start of the fourth quarter. Because, really? Yeah. Okay. Because, because I, I was I was doing other stuff, and so, but I I, I watched the extended highlights, and so I, like I I have a good understanding of the game. Yeah. But anyways, Duncan Robinson comes out and just like, for real, gives hope to an entire race of white people <laughs> <laughs> by 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 just popping off and dropping twenty six in an elimination game. Imagine imagine your teammates with duncan robinson at williams university williams uh, like college, yeah. or williams college a d3 school and you're like you're like okay you know i'm the starting point guard you know my starting shooting guard is gonna drop 26 points in in an elimination game of an nba finals and we're all just d3 players that's crazy i mean the, the one thing though is like i think it's an awesome story but i i saw uh, Kenny Beecham pointed out in one of his like new Kenny for real videos where he sort of sits down like this and recaps the game. He's like, it's so annoying to me though how every time Duncan Robinson scores, they're like, this is a guy at a D three college, <laughs> Williams College. He went undrafted and he gave him a shot. They tell it. They tell a Duncan Robinson story every time he scores, but it's not even like they're mixing it up. They just say 
he's a D3 player that went undrafted and that he gave him a shot. They basically just say he's an underdog in new words. Because they don't know if he's going to score again. But he keeps doing it. My favorite Ducky Robinson story that I've heard, though, and I think I've only heard this one once, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again because this is, this is one that I doubt most people listening have heard, is that earlier in the season, uh, sorry, at the beginning of this year, Eric Spolstra would make Duncan Robinson run suicides, laps, sprints, whatever you want to call it, every time he pump faked at the three-point line. Because he says, every time you're pump faking at the three-point line, I want you to just shoot. Every time you hesitate and think, should I shoot? You should just be thinking, shoot. So, essentially, Eric Spolstra recognized that Duncan Robinson is so damn efficient from three-point from three point range that he should just be shooting at every single opportunity. Anytime he even thinks about raising up for the shot, he just should. Because... His release is so quick, and he's tall enough that he can just shoot over people. He can shoot off screens with somebody in his face, you know, off balance. You know, I, I don't even know what it is. He always gets a shot off, and no matter what the contest is like, it has the same shot of going in. It feels like he can't miss. Clay Thompson is the only other guy, and sometimes Steph Curry if he receives a high pass, but not always Steph Curry. But Duncan Robinson and Clay Thompson are the mm. only two guys that I've seen that when they catch it, like, up here— they don't dip it. Yeah. They, they catch it up here and they just go up, which is just as a hooper, which is like ridiculously hard to do Yeah, because it requires arm strength and it also requires balance. like, it requires balance. Core strength. Yeah. And, and core strength. And it's, it's super hard to do. For real. I mean, that's, that's such a skill unto itself. And it, it, yeah, it's really it what is. separates him is like, it is the, the biggest difference between Duncan Robinson and in, in some of the other league's best shooters is that how fast he can get the shot off because yeah. For most other players in situations where, like, there were two or three plays last night where, like, he got fouled, he got knocked to the ground on a three-pointer, and he, like, still went in. And, like, not all of them were called M1. I think two of them were. Um, but it was – but it's, like – I was thinking to myself, like, it, like there, are, there are very few other players in the NBA who would have even gotten that shot off. Like, oh, Kyle Kuzma probably would have just blocked that, or he wouldn't have fouled because he just wasn't that scared. Yeah. But – Duncan Robinson is just inspiring fear in the Lakers defenders and how dangerous he is every time the ball leaves his hands. It's like they just believed it was going in because he believed it was going in. And so that it's 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 been pretty awesome to watch, honestly, all offseason. Um Yeah. yeah that's kind of so, all I gotta say about you, Yeah, talking about the rest of the Heat, for me, I thought there was a, there was like a stretch of three minutes between like six minutes left in the game or like five minutes left in the game and two minutes in the left of the game yeah. where the heat could not buy a bucket because the mm. Lakers, it just struck me as like the, the Lakers were clamping up the Miami heat. And I was like, Oh yep. They're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team in the NBA. This, yeah. this is why like, like they like Jimmy Butler was struggling to get within the three point line because he just couldn't get by the defender because they would switch yeah. And and they would trap on ball screens, and then they would scramble and get back to Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, and then Tyler Hero would, Tyler Hero would go and try to attack, and he wouldn't get anything either. And so there was like four times down the court where the Heat just got a horrible shot or turned it over, and the Lakers got a great shot, whether it was a miss or a make. Um, LeBron would just find a shooter cross court because he's a top like five passer of all time, definitely the best not point guard passer of all time. And he would just, like, find someone. And they would get good shots, whether they went in or they didn't. And so, from that point, I was like, oh, the, La the Lakers the Lakers have to win this game, right? Yeah. They're, they're just playing so much better. And then they just they they got Colts in the three-point line. And Jimmy Butler hit some crazy shots. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I was gonna say like I think I remember what you were talking about because it was it was a moment when like AD hadn't been looking a hundred percent in the second half um, after that after the foot injury which we can talk more about but he he had been off the court for like a decent for like decent chunk of the fourth quarter but he comes back in so as you were saying with probably five minutes left and LeBron was also already on the court but it was it was like a big momentum switch all of a sudden in the Lakers defense were in their offense because. He wasn't even getting up the court fast enough to really like be on offense every possession because the Lakers would kind of get running whenever they could. But they went from like an eight point lead or like a six point lead to like the Lakers up one pretty fast once Anthony Davis came back on the court because they just got a few stops in a row. It was like the Heat sort of stalled as they tried to like figure out again, wait, how do we score with Anthony Davis in the court? Because he had missed a big chunk of the game with the injury. So I guess. I'm saying that he played 42 minutes. <laughs> so never mind. He didn't miss a big chunk of the game with injury. But, but I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like the, Jimmy Butler played 47 minutes. That's insane. That's insane. I mean, that's that's, that's part that, of why I think... That's like, like in 2K when you're in an elimination game in the playoffs and you just run like a six-man rotation. Well, quite literally, the, the Heat ran a seven-man rotation last night. Now, to their credit, like they've been running an eight-man rotation since, like, the conference finals. I don't even know. Like, the only guy who, who has been playing they didn't play tonight was Kelly Olenek. Like, um, shout-out to Solomon Hill. <laughs> I guess I guess Solomon Hill has played a few times in this series. Um, Which is a statement unto itself. So, yeah, so there was the five starters, Bam, Jimmy, Jay Crowder, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and then Iggy and Kendrick not off the bench were the only guys who played. The Lakers ran a, a nine-man rotation, which is interesting. You know what was really weird? I'm getting off topic, but today I, there, like today I saw a picture of the Lakers bench, and it had Quinn Cook on it, and I was like, what? Yeah. I forgot Quinn Cook was even on the Lakers. It's like been so long since he played, I feel like. No, yeah, dude. No, <laughs> dude, Quinn Cook is such the homie. He, he followed me on Instagram for like five days, and he unfollowed me on Instagram. But, it, it, he, dude, he's such the homie. He, uh, I met him like when I was at Duke basketball camp in like, seventh grade or something and he was just he was such a great guy because and like yeah I, I didn't know that this random guy who was just like oh like a junior at duke was just gonna like win a ring with the warriors and then also win a ring with the lakers maybe yeah yeah and like yeah who would have thought not nah, yeah i love that guy he's he's a hard worker he deserves everything he has um and so okay once i feel like we've covered the heat jimmy butler did amazing things. I mean, yeah, we'll come back to them, of course. Yeah, we'll but. come back to them. But he did amazing things. Jimmy Butler looked so tired at the end. He, he just looked exhausted. He, he looked like he had nothing left in him. I mean, the, the question is, like, can Jimmy Butler recreate this again? Look, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't think he's going to be able to. Now, Jimmy Butler is a dog. Nobody's tougher than him. Nobody wants it more than him. But playing 47 minutes, having 35, 11, and 12. Did you see he, during the post-game interview, he was like, he wasn't like limping, but you know, like we make fun of like the basketball walk that like, yeah, we yeah, do. of course. He was yeah. he was doing that where like you like are just sore all over and you just kind of like walk off the stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was doing that. I I believe it. Like I don't know. I mean, he'll have he'll have today off and then he's playing again tomorrow. Um, is he? I have to think. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing tomorrow night, seven thirty. Sun. Yeah. This is Sunday that we're talking about, but I don't know. I like. To play the entire game and put up the second best game of your career after the forty point triple, I believe that he had earlier the series to win in their other game, 
I find it hard to believe that he's going to do it a third time, which I think is what they do. They need to do to win the next game. Um, or AD and LeBron, just one of them has to come out not having it. Which, honestly, the, I think AD's health is a little bit in question. Because, like, he would just, like, fall every time. And then the Lakers would call a timeout. And then he would come back as good as new. And then, like, <laughs> I saw a thing on, on, like, NBA quotes, which is, like, this meme page. And it's, like, it's like AD falls down for the 10th time. And NBA Twitter's like, oh, rest up. Prayers up. Oh, he does great. And then he just respawns off the timeout. <laughs> he respawns. And, and everyone's like, and he's like, nah, guys, I'm good. I'm good. And NBA Twitter's like, Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's the fourth time, fourth time you've done this. Yeah, I mean, they said he, they said he like reaggravated a right heel contusion, which is just like a bruise of the heel. So it shouldn't, in theory, be that bad. Like, there's no reason that he should miss next game. But I was hearing people say, and and I, when I thought about it, I kind of agree that like he didn't look that aggressive in the second half down the stretch, like in the fourth quarter. I kind of only remember LeBron and KCP no, scoring yeah, in the fourth quarter, dude, and Anthony Davis was sort of not to be seen. Dude, absolutely. In the last, I was but, saying, but he has he finished with twenty eight. Well, so I'm like, wait, how did he have a, like a relative? Like, if you're just looking at the box score, you'll be like, oh yeah, like Anthony Davis had a good game, played forty two minutes, he was really efficient, twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, three blocks. Like, damn, that was a really good game from Anthony Davis. But it was like it's unquestionable that that. LeBron like outplayed the hell out of him last night, <laughs> yeah. especially by the, like, just like the eye test of like what I remember. I was happy about that because it shut up anyone who was like Anthony Davis or Finals MVP. Yeah, come on now. Um, yeah, come on, dude, it's the king. But anyways, I was I was saying that in the last five minutes, it felt like the Lakers were playing one on five, bro. It it felt like yeah. it, I felt well, like it was the LeBron versus the Miami Heat. It was just I, I every, every, every time down the court, he'd be like, okay, okay, okay. And and there, there'd be they would call, like, a guard to set a pick and roll. Who, whoever Duncan Robinson was guarding would set a screen, and then LeBron would try to come over and get Duncan Robinson to go to him. And Duncan Robinson would kind of just show a little bit and then just scramble back to his man because they don't want him to guard LeBron James. And then Jimmy Butler would stay on him, and then LeBron would drive, and, and like, three people would close in yeah. on him. No one else would touch the ball. And then... Finally, he would either go up for a layup or he would just do, like, the crazy thing like he did to he Danny Green that, yeah. or to KCP or to Alex Caruso. Um, that was literally the offense. Well, I mean, well, we'll get to the last play in a second. But, yeah, I mean, that, of course, that was that was super impressive. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we might as well talk about the last player yeah. right now. Um, so, of course, that's why LeBron James had to pass it, is if you look, there are, like, four people all looking at him as he's, like, going up towards the rim. So, could he have taken the shot? Sure. Like, was it going to go in? No. Like, he was quadruple teamed. So, the question is really, who should he have passed to? So, you were saying Anthony Davis. There was He was kind of open for a lot, but once again, too I don't risky. think so. There's a wall of people in front of him. Like, there's everybody's right around the basket. I don't think that's the right pass. So, the thing that you would then look for is an open three-point shooter. So, making the pass to Danny Green, in my opinion, was absolutely the right play if you remember as you went as you were saying just now basically the entire lakers lakers offense in the fourth quarter was lebron attacking the rim okay maybe he would score if not he would draw four people and would just pass it out and that's when we you saw kcp hit a couple huge threes right so so kcp came up super clutch again this game and that was basically just because lebron was spoon feeding him off of like yeah everybody's on me so here kcp take it so the, the, I would argue that that is absolutely the right basketball play is to pass that to Danny Green because 
that's what got them back in the game is LeBron Absolutely. trusting his teammates, passing it out to three-point shooters. So either LeBron would take it to the basket, he would pass out, or he had the best three-point shooting game of his freaking career last night. Like, I don't even know what was going on. It was so good. It, like, wow. he was... I, I didn't even realize it. He was six for nine for it, three. That, that was, like, one of the most noteworthy things. Is like, basically all that kept them in the game was the fact that LeBron could not miss from three, like, all game. So he was, you know, he does that little thing where he, like, he, like, looks to his right and he, like, puts the ball back, then he steps over and he shoots like that. If you're watching on video, you know, you can see what I'm talking about. And if you're listening, I hope you can picture what I'm saying. It's like, it's like he, like, looks at his defender, like, looks at the ball and he's like, you're going to give me this? And then shoots it? Like, I don't know. It's the weirdest routine he has, but he always does it. And sometimes he goes in and sometimes he doesn't. But for some reason, that little thing meant, like, it's over for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was if, like your death sentence. If LeBron looks at the ball, <laughs> then you, it's three points. It's three points there, there and then. So yeah, so apparently that's what it was last night. But it, but it was it was awesome. So really, him sh- him hitting those threes. I mean, so so basically, what I'm saying is like the Heat were daring him to hit his threes, and he was. So then the Heat are stepping out on him. Jimmy Butler's playing really high on him, and so that's what starts opening up the opportunities for him to drive past, which. Because basically they were just saying, like, okay, we're going to wall up and we're just not going to let LeBron get in the paint. Okay, then, then he's like, he's just raining threes in them. He hit six last night. Okay, so guess we have to, like, step him in his three. But, of course, if you step out, that means he has more space to go around you. But then they just throw four guys at and him, exactly, which but they then, did. But then, it was, but then it was for a few possessions in a row, he was getting a layup. He was getting an M1. He was tearing them up in the paint. Okay, so let's throw the entire squad at LeBron James <laughs> and then leave three-point shooters open. At the end of the day, that ended up being the right strategy because they were just waiting. Basically, all the Heat were doing were just waiting for one of the Lakers' roll guys to miss a three, and it didn't happen until the Danny Green miss right at the end of the game. And so the three-point shooting was what was keeping the Lakers in the game, both with LeBron's and KCP's, and then eventually it's what cost them the game because Danny Green missed. Honestly, I think it was super indicative of just this Lakers team as a whole because I feel like if if the Lakers win this title, people are going to— like LeBron haters are gonna trash that he had like an easy like title route or whatever. That's so stupid. And like and like not only that, but they're gonna be like, oh, he had like a top five player in the NBA and Anthony Davis. And, That's true. And but here's the thing, aside from the top two, their roster is not good. That's they're, I agree. They're, yeah. If if you take LeBron off this team, they're worse than those Pelicans teams that didn't make the playoffs probably. And so with with LeBron and AD. The rest of the team is not good. They don't like the fact that they were playing Alex Caruso in crunch time. Like well, with all due respect to Alex Caruso, the fact that they're playing Rondo in crunch time with all due respect Ron, to Rajon Rondo. Uh, I like, don't know. Like like I I see what you're saying, but those guys have the, like Caruso and Rondo in particular have actually been really good in the playoffs. I would say. Okay. So the fact the, that they were playing Markeith Morris in crunch that's time, what and, I was and gonna we're going to get that. that. Is what I was we're we're going to get to that. But the fact that they were playing Markeith Morris, who I'm pretty sure they signed out of free agency, they're playing him. They're, they're he's one of your best five guys when you need a basket. That's that's what I'm going to say. Is is okay? Why was Markeith Morris even on the court? Because uh, because of course, if you're remembering, so Danny Green misses the three. So that, okay, of course that's one joke. The second even bigger joke is. Markeith Morris gets the rebound with, like, six seconds left. Like, he had all the time in the world to get it back to LeBron, to get it to Anthony Davis, and they just figure something out and, and, and hope to get a basket. But no, instead, Markeith Morris dribbles it out. He pulls a J.R. Smith of, like, let me just get the hell out of the way. Let me dribble away from the basket. And then he just, 
like without even looking at Anthony Davis, just like throws it up at him. Uh, and Anthony Davis literally didn't even jump. It wasn't like Anthony Davis like saw it coming and like missed, or it wasn't even like a miscommunication. Anthony Davis didn't even move because he didn't even like know the pass was for him or see it coming. It was so bad. It was like, it was. I I can't remember being that frustrated with a play like pretty much ever S- since J.R. Smith. Yeah, I mean, dribbling was, out in the 2018 Finals. And and the thing that like it, it isn't the biggest deal because the Lakers had more than one chance to put it away. That was just the like the really the last chance that they blew. Um, but it was like, I was I was thinking to myself like why was Markeith Morris even in the game? Like, you should have. And I understand you're not going to put Dwight Howard in the game because he can't shoot threes. They needed and so. So, okay, you're not going to put Dwight in. After that, okay, so you're going to have KCP on the court, you're going to have Danny Green on the court, you're going to have LeBron James court, you're going to have Anthony Davis on the court. That's obvious. The fifth, I would say should probably be Rondo. I, w- I would probably say Kuzma. Just because he's bigger. Like, I, I, he's like, bigger, sure. Honestly, like, the fact but, is like, Markeith Morris got the board. But the thing is, I, I would almost say, like, Caruso, Kuzma have both had stretches where they've been pretty good. I don't really trust their decision-making. And playoff Rondo's actually been really good. He's actually been hitting his threes. And you know that Rondo's not just going to throw the ball away in that situation. True. Yeah. Um, so so even if the ball somehow ends up in Rondo's hands, I trust him to make something happen. Like, he, he's probably not going to score, but he's probably going to find somebody who's going to get a good shot off. Um so I just don't really don't, I really don't understand why Marquise Morris was even on the court in that situation. To my, be quite honest with you, my view, which I posted on our Instagram last night, follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor and on Twitter at Space the Floor. Yeah, is that the Danny Green missed the three is excusable? A wide open three pointer NBA only has like a fifty percent chance of going in. Yeah, it, it does for True. for for good shooters. It only has a fifty percent chance of going in. You're twenty two feet away from the basket. It is what it is. Yeah, that's fine. It's a fifty fifty. But the Markeith Morris turnover is inexcusable. Yeah, while, while I understand, while I could honestly, I could see myself doing it. I I'm a high school basketball player who's not <laughs> yeah, playing in college, true. and, and true. I, I, who's not playing in college, and so I could totally understand with with me like catching rebound and like kind of like being like, oh my god, uh, there could either be six or there could be two seconds left. I'm not really sure. Like trying to check like what time it is, and then also trying to find one of my two best players, and then just kind of panicking and overthrowing it. While Anthony Davis is also admittedly like cutting cross court, so it is a little bit of a weird timing thing. He's an NBA player, and this is the biggest stage. And while it is understandable how someone could panic, if you panic on the biggest stage in an elimination game, you have to be held accountable. Agreed. And so for that, I think Markeith Morris. Not Danny Green should be the blunt end of every Lakers joke right now because it just yeah. it's I mean, just not okay. Really, really, the inexcusable part to me is that the Lakers didn't even get a shot yeah. off. They yeah, got the literally ball back just get with a six shot. seconds left, and they didn't even get a shot off. That's terrible. that's that's the winning. Is is Marquise Morris? I don't care if you take the shot yourself and miss. Like honestly, dude, he, he you just you just have to get a shot off. You have to get you just have to take a shot. Like I don't. He caught the ball. And then he turned, and his back was away from the basket. Danny Green was right in front of him. I understand he just missed a three, but if you're panicking and don't know where he's AD and LeBron are, yeah, he, he's probably not going to miss two in a row. You could literally just scoop feed him the ball, mm-hmm. and he'll take a three with, like, 
four seconds left and maybe you get a third rebound or who cares yeah, what happens yeah. if if you if you lose with Danny Green missing two threes in a row that's fine Danny Green was he admittedly he was a bit behind the arc but he was wide open so yeah. just you got to make a decision dude like like I I, I feel I feel super bad for him because he he should get a, get a bunch of shit for it but yeah. I, and I do feel bad and I feel really bad for Danny Green because like I'm sure he's like a super nice dude but he, I mean, from from what I've heard, I've heard him talk on uh, Zach Lowe's podcast and stuff. He he seems like a really genuine, nice guy, and, and he has a he. I mean, of course, he's going to be on the court because he has this reputation of like being a, um, an being amazing a vet, three point a shooter, three and D guy, right? He he, like, he, oh. he was he was a great three point vet for the Raptors when they won a ring, yep. for for the Spurs when they won two rings, yeah. And so you're you're going to have him on the court. I I made a joke which was like him hitting two threes in the game which is too good to be true already <laughs> i also made the joke in gym class that like over under of him hitting threes tonight was like one or last night was like 1.5 yeah. oh my gosh yeah that's so, horrible i mean him hitting two threes is actually better than expectations based off of how he's implying these playoffs but it's frustrating um all right but, L- looking forward yeah i was gonna say do you think the lakers close out in game six so, here's the here's the tricky part is I thought they were going to close out in Game Five. I if I if I'm if I'm giving you in my answer, yes, I think they're going to close out out in Game Six. That was my original prediction was Lakers and Six, and so I think it's going to be Lakers and Six still. Um, I, I I I'm a little bit nervous because if LeBron was going to have you know like his big game this series, this might have been it. Um, right, forty points, thirteen rebounds, seven assists, three or six three pointers made, like. LeBron James comes up huge in the finals yeah. always, but like that might have been his like defining game of the series. That was like sort of his. But but here's my thing, I think LeBron can do that whenever whenever he not when he wants because he but, wants to do that every game. But I think if his back is up against the wall, like like it was yeah. like tonight, I guess in an elimination game, LeBron is gonna play one on five if he needs now, to the thing that's definitely not going to happen is he's not going to shoot six for nine from three again okay but so so i'm a little bit nervous that they couldn't win tonight even with lebron shooting six for nine from three 15 of 21 from the field 40 points 13 rebounds seven assists okay but if they can't win the game when he's doing that i'm a little scared they're they're ben shot one for 11 from three yeah but i, I mean it's it, it I, I think there's a stat that's like the lakers haven't lost when they shot like you know over thirty percent from three or whatever like something like that yeah I guess it says that the Lakers shot thirty six point eight percent from three last night so that's I guess not true anymore um so I mean they shot like above league average from three last night I guess it was just LeBron um I don't know man so so do I think the Lakers are gonna win last night they win tomorrow tomorrow night absolutely yes that's that's my that's what my money's on um I don't think that LeBron is going to lose two in a row with a chance to finish it off, um, to be honest. I'm scared because that feels like it's going to be LeBron's best game of the series. I'm scared because Anthony Davis didn't look like his full self for most of the second half. He just didn't look that aggressive. He looked like he was just sort of floating a little bit. Um, I'm scared because it's one more game for Bam Adebayo to get healthier in one more game for Goran Dragic to come, maybe come back. I would say momentum is swinging in the Heat's favor, but like I said, I, I think the Lakers are the better team. They have the two best players in the series, and they were up 3-1. I 
don't think I definitely don't think they're gonna lose three in a row, and I don't even think they're gonna lose two in a row. So I, I think it ends tomorrow night. If they lose three in a row, it's clip for the, the LeBron goat discussion. Oh my god. <laughs> Which it I don't know if it should be, but it will be. It'll be over. <laughs> oh my god. Now, yeah, that that would be really bad. <laughs> that makes my insides squirm. Not even as like a, a LeBron <laughs> yeah. stan, but just as like someone who like sympathizes with LeBron. It yeah. makes you uh, Yeah. Well, uh, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I got Lakers in six. I, I thought Lakers in five. I think I honestly think it's going to be a very similar game to this one, except um, the Heat will have slightly less firepower, and I think the Lakers will have slightly more firepower from their role players. And so because of that, I, I got Lakers in six. I I think it's dangerous to rely on the Lakers role players, to be honest, because as we were just saying, you kind of can't like, – like there's nobody outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis – on the Lakers team, who's really that good? Like, yeah, no, no, no offense. Like, no, exactly. By NBA standards, like, you don't have. There's nobody else on this team who's above like a solid starter. Like, Canavius Caldwell Pope is a solid starter who has had really big moments. I, I think he's like, their third best player. He is their third best player, I, I, and I, I think the only other argument is maybe like you say Dwight Howard, but like Dwight Howard had two points last night, he so like played he's not minutes. Like, yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> Dwight Howard, I mean, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he like totally fits. Like playing against the Heat, to be honest with you, but I, I think there's a legit case for Lebr- for Dwight Howard. And to JaVale McGee play. randomly fell out of the rotation. Like one could have argued that he was their third best player. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but it would probably be between JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard for for those minutes because they've been running. We kind of knew this was going to happen. They've been running AD at this at the five a lot more um, in the finals, which was like okay, yeah, eventually they're going to have to do that because even though Anthony Davis isn't like that, it that's is, probably where he's yeah. at his best. Um, yeah. and so if Anthony Davis is going to play 42 minutes, most of them at the five spot, you're not going to really have that many minutes for, uh, for JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard only played 15 and, and, and JaVale McGee played zero. So that means they were just running a lot of lineups where you basically had to point LeBron center, Anthony Davis, and then wings in between. It's interesting. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple or, or Spotify, uh, subscribe. Give us a listen in the future. Follow us on Instagram at Space Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Duncan Robinson. I was going to say that. <laughs>